Uh, oh, disappointing. Uh, very disappointing. Um, from last year to now, I don't think we, we got better. It's not where we want to be. Um, as a team, I, I, you know, personally, I'm, I thought I had a terrible season. I thought I'd done a lot more uh, many different times. wasn't very consistent. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very disappointing. Uh, we left the organization down, uh, pretty down. And, uh, a lot needs to change. The stove is certainly heating up at KeyBank Center after the conclusion of the Buffalo Sabres 2017-18 season. How's it going, everybody? I am Luke. And I am Joe, and we are back for Season 2, Episode 15 of the Charging Buffalo Podcast. Buffalo Sabres' most miserable season of all time has finally concluded. Mm -hmm. But before we get into what's in store for the future... We'll talk about the ending of the season. Of course, we didn't have an episode out for you guys last week. But Casey Middlestat and Alex Nylander played a few games, and I liked what I saw. What did you think? I liked what I saw from Middlestat, definitely. I think everyone was ranting and raving about how great Nylander's game was. It was good. It was good. It's just there's still... Was, I was fine with both of them. I thought Middlestat was... Really good. He still has some stuff to work on. There, there is. I think it's confidence building up that confidence level. There is still a big thing for him. There's still very clearly stuff Nylander has to work on. I think Middlestat looked like the he already looked like the most NHL ready guy of the two, and I loved Middlestat's. Uh, I loved his ability to battle. I'm trying to use the cliche compete level and stuff like that. I loved his his. Tenaciousness, if you will, in the corners. Um, he overpowered a lot of guys, which was impressive in his first game, mm-hmm. battling down low with the Red Wings. He and, he won uh, some he he won some puck battles and impressed to see for a kid. A year and you'd be surprised by the way the media talks about him and fans talk about him. You'd think he's this five foot nine frail mm-hmm. twig, but no, he's right. like two hundred and three pounds. Mm-hmm. He's he's a big kid. Well, the the stigma of not being able to do a pull up is following him still. I he, believe he still he can do a pull up now. I, I don't think people realize that <laughs> he like, got stronger. Yes, you know when you're eighteen, nineteen years old, you uh, tend to get stronger. But mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But I thought Nylander, he showed flashes of being a good player. I think he's going to challenge for a spot out of camp next year, especially if he has another good summer. And people don't realize that. He had that groin injury development camp last year, and that really, uh, I would say, stalled the developmental process for him. Mm-hmm. He had to start from the bottom in Rochester, make his way back up. And the past few months, he's been the player that we were kind of hoping he would be this year in Rochester. Well, he better compete for a spot. Cause yeah, I, if, he is, if he is, and that's, that's I, for one, am still a little speculative, but time will tell. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he looked like he was competing more. I hate to use the cliche that you just mm-hmm. talked about, but, you know, it looked like he w- had that effort. That I think his effort was there. I think yes, it improved. and it's sad that we're praising him about having an effort, but, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of the major concerns from people out of Rochester with his effort. It's times like these you have to learn to see the little things in these guys and... Try and inspire hope within yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing the young guys come up, Gooley, Nelson, Nylander, Middlestead, Baptiste, even a little bit, Allmark in the couple games that he played, you know, it shows you there's still some hope. Mm-hmm. There's still some hope. Yeah. Let's just hope they keep developing in the hopefully long playoff run in store for Rochester. But, you know, only time will tell. You know what? And I hate to harken back to the glory days again, but it took guys like like Brian Campbell a few years to get into their long like time. Yeah. Him and Ryan Miller, they had been playing games sporadically for the team. Campbell, I think, was a full-time member in, like, 2002. I don't know. He was drafted in what? 98, I think. Yeah, 98. But my point being that guys grow. They grow, and they get better, and things get better. And I think guys like Gooley and Allmark – that's that new guard, and that's what we hopefully see more of um, as time goes on, and this rebuild continues to progress. Even look at a guy like Baptiste, you know, yeah. coming out of junior, he was a skilled winger, goal scorer, mm-hmm. but, you know, he just hasn't been able to do that at the NHL level on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they converted him into a bottom six guy. He's better defensively now. And he's the perfect kind of bottom six guy that you need because he's got the speed, he's got the skill, and he has the ability to put the puck in the net. Mm-hmm. But now he's kind of building up that defensive game. They groomed him into a guy that can be a member of the solution going forward mm-hmm. in the bottom six. Because I don't think he's going to be a top six player when this is all said and done. Right. He's an RFA. They'll they'll sign him, I would assume. And I think he's going to make the team over Bailey. I think only one of those two guys will make it. Yeah. And I, I think... I hate to say I've given up on Hudson fashion, but I just don't see it at this point. No. He's not a guy who just doesn't have the, the speed. Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't have the speed. Have the, and the, the skill, he's, not, really. he's, he's not what we need. Yeah. He's not a guy that we need. He's a guy like 10 years ago. Right. Like, to, you know, talk about top prospects. Mm-hmm. He would be a guy. Mm-hmm. Hudson fashion. That's what Tim Murray saw in him when he mm-hmm. thought it was a good idea to trade two second-round picks for a guy who was picked in the fourth round the year before. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. never a good idea. But, hey. You know, mm-hmm. mistakes were made, and Jason Bottrell has to fix these mistakes. Mm-hmm. So we have completed another regular season. Yes. With nothing to talk about, really, in the off season, Because our off season has begun. Yeah. And it is unfortunate, but we have another five-month off season ahead of us, oh. the Sabres do. So, uh, yeah. This is just so sad. Just I listened to the first episode mm-hmm. from this season. No, 14 episodes ago now. And there was just our tone. It was so positive. We we drank the Kool-Aid. We thought, wow, maybe. We were so naive. We were naive. We were naive. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I I think it was Max Pacioretty was talking about how great our defense was and how fast the Sabres were. And I'm just like, what happened? Because that first game. They looked really good, but also taking into account Montreal sucks. Yeah. So, you know, it could have been fool's gold, and then they go out in the next two games against New Jersey and the Islanders, and they get throttled like 7-1 in both games, and then your season's done by the end of October. You know, it's next year. They If they want to be something next year, yeah. they cannot have another start in October where they win two games. Right. Right. And it's every year. Every single year. I, I'm i going to look it up one of these days. Like, what is their record in October mm-hmm. since 2010? Well, I know for a fact we haven't won a 
a home opener since yeah they have, they have since not, the lockout. They have not been above five hundred since no. the lockout. Since the lockout. And, and I got sad. Like you can't win your home opener. Yeah. And again, again, if you're 26, 25, and eleven, you're not above five hundred. That yeah. That does that does not count. Absolutely not. But we'll get into some locker room clean out. Oh jeez, that's what you that's what you heard at the top of the show was Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. You know, people calling him a crybaby now. <laughs> but oh well. well. Okay, who should yeah. we start with? O'Reilly. Let's start with O'Reilly. Let's go right yeah, we'll down the list. Let's so go right down he the list. said, you know, I like listening to O'Reilly. He's, he's accountable. That's something that you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he puts too much blame on himself sometimes. Oh, absolutely. But he's overpaid. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any dispute in that. $7.5 million for a consistent 55, 60-point scorer. Right. That's too much. But you know what? Mm-hmm. He's he's still a good player. He's inconsistent, very inconsistent for long periods of time, especially over this season. Mm-hmm. But... He's still I, – I think Ryan O'Reilly is a good player. But, like, in oh, the yeah. future, if he's still here, I see him as the third-line center. And when you're paying your third-line center $7.5 million, that's just too much for my liking. But he talked about his inconsistencies. He talked about how there was just disappointment in the season. And then he just dropped the bombshell, which I'd the say – bombshell. I'd say it's been, I don't know, overreacted to. I know uh, – I listened to Thirty One Thoughts podcast. Yeah, blown out proportion. I listened to Thirty One Thoughts podcast yesterday, and Merrick and Friedman were talking about how he didn't think that this it would be the big story of the day that day, mm-hmm. and it was because he said something along the lines of, "I lost my love for the game multiple times this season," and I forget who tweeted this, but somebody said in regards to O'Reilly, people think O'Reilly should be the next captain. You know, there's a captain of a sinking ship. The ship's sinking. Like, you're all going to die. And the captain says, you know what? I just, I don't love sailing anymore. I'm going to hop off. I'm Yeah. See, like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, that's another thing. We'll get into Eichel in a little bit. But I do not think Ryan O'Reilly should be the next captain. Mm-hmm. I think, I wouldn't say it's ridiculous, but, you know, I just, I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. I, everything I hear about him, even going back to Colorado with Patrick Waugh ripping him for not being a leader, I just don't see it. And then there's, like, the rumble in the fist pump gate, which I think is a hot, steamy pile of crap. But Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's there was also that controversy about how, uh, you know, Ike O'Reilly was upset in Colorado that he wasn't the captain, and he was upset that he wasn't cap- named captain this year, and Eichel's going to get He's going to be upset. You know, I just – I think a lot of that is just fake, but – you know, I just, you know, psh, I don't even know what to say. Mm-mm. Like, it's it's just frustrating listening to this. Yeah. That we're even talking about this right now. This team should have been good. Ryan O'Reilly was, was touted as Tim Murray to be, you know, a guy who can t- help turn the ship around, and it seems like he's not helping with that. No. Like, I think they can trade Ryan O'Reilly and maybe even be better. By doing it, addition by subtraction. Look at Colorado with Matthew Schneider. Like, the culture. You know, I, I hate saying that, but is Ryan O'Reilly bad for this team's culture? That's that's my thinking. Mm-hmm. If you trade Ryan O'Reilly, is your dressing room fixed? There's, there's two ways to look at this. It's one being he's very passionate, and another being that he's a cancer. 
and I think I think I'm more leaning toward. I hate to say this, like I'm just guessing here. I have nothing to back this up, but I think that Ryan O'Reilly is more cancer than good mm-hmm. for the locker room. Mm-hmm. I that's just my feeling. I I don't know, but I think he's a goner. I think he's a dead man walking, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get into more rumors later. We'll get O'Reilly, into that, yeah. I think he's gone. Now, of course, having Eichel, O'Reilly, and Middlestat down the, as your centers for the next five years, it's pretty good. Yeah. But you got to think more long-term here. What can you get for Ryan O'Reilly? You have to at least explore the options. One of the few positives towards the end of the year was our center depth. That was O'Reilly, Eichel, and Middlestat all going down the middle. That was that was absurd levels of talent. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, opinion, they have to matters. at least see their options. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, they don't have to trade Gotta him. Gotta tease us a bit. But, like, if you look at, you know, Thomas Tatar, because people, when he was traded for a first, second, and third round pick, mm-hmm. it was because he had term on his contract. O'Reilly has five years left on his contract after this year. And there's center-hungry teams like Montreal, St. Louis, uh, who else? Carolina, mm-hmm. maybe Edmonton. I don't know. No, probably I, not Edmonton. Uh, I can't see Edmonton. But you know, there's a good handful of teams that I think would overpay for Ryan O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And if you can get a good enough price to where you can start restocking that cupboard of picks, prospects, young players, right? I think you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And getting seven and a half million dollars off the books is never a bad thing either. No, no. And we still have Kyle Opozo for four more five. years. Five more years. Yeah. But, you know, Opozo talked in locker room clean-out, too, about how he was going to work on skating in the offseason. you got to remember that he came back to skating, like, August. Yeah. He didn't have the full offseason to work on. And you can't pick that up in the middle of a training camp. you got to yeah. have your own time. you got to... Have your own ice time, I'd say. I think Oposo is going to be better next year. And he got better as the season went on and kind of fizzled out. But It's just, like, what if? You know, I think this team might have been one of the biggest what-ifs of the drought, I'd say. Because we were supposed to be something this year, and then Oposo fizzles out. It's just, what if Oposo was the guy he was last year? I think he can be the guy he was last year, though. Mm-hmm. I think he can score 20 goals next year. I really think that he can turn it around. Because, mm-hmm. like, listening to him, he's deter- I think he's determined to mm-hmm. turn it around. And I think Oposo's a good leader, too. He clearly cares. And when he was asked about uh, if he regretted signing here, I think, yeah, I think he meant it. I think he wants to be a part of the solution oh, yeah. here. Yeah. And O'Reilly said he wants to be a part of the solution here, too, mm-hmm. when Paul Hamilton asked him if he wanted to change his scenery, if he needed one. I think O'Reilly needs to change his senior. There's guys on this team who I think just need to go mm-hmm. so they can turn it around. Right. For the like I think Rasmus Ristolainen is a guy that is getting pretty close to that territory if he hasn't been mm-hmm. already, where he needs a change of scenery to better his career. I don't care about changing scenery because you know what? It's gotta benefit us. I don't care about benefiting the player. Benefit us. But I think those guys can get you maybe, out of return. Maybe we need a Change in scenery in regards to O'Reilly and Ristolainen. Yeah, yeah, I think we can certainly clean up a little bit. Okay, Eichel or go to the two bums that trash Uh, Buffalo? 
What did they say? I, I Larson. Did, you, you didn't hear about I, what Larson said? Uh, why would I bother? So, Johan Larson had an interview, I want to say it was like Off Ulf Baldin, maybe? Oh, here we go. Swedish newspaper. Okay. And he said that he's tired of the situation in Buffalo. And Get it's out. been the same for three years. And you know what, Johan? We're tired of you. We're so. tired of your play, buddy, okay? <laughs> and it, I just remembered yesterday... The Sabres protected Johan Larson in the expansion draft yep. and let a young player in Will Carrier go. Yeah. Yeah. No? Okay. Now, again, I'm not too high on Will Carrier. You know this, but my Better God. Better than Johan Larson. Would I like to have him instead of Johan Larson? Because at least Will Carrier is going skate. to be. At least he's going to be an NHLer for 10 years. He can skate and he can actually, I don't know, contribute. Well, Johan, buddy, you just earned yourself a buyout. Because you have one year left, and, he's, and it's going to be nothing. The buyout's nothing. No, it's, it's not. It's he's like, only making like, like one three, point three hundred grand because he's yeah. twenty five. Yeah, it's the one third buyout. They could put him on unconditional waivers, mm-hmm. and he can go to Sweden. He well, can. They can just put him in Rochester for all we know. He, they can just loan him to Sweden. Right. I well, mean, he's. I don't think he's not going to be on the team next year. No, nobody's trading. I don't think anybody's going to trade no. for him. Well, yo, we're not getting anything good. If you're so sick of the situation in Buffalo. Maybe you should quit contributing to it and taking so many dumb penalties. He took how many penalties? I guarantee you. He took a lot. He he took a lot. He had to lead the team in penalties. Stop playing how you want to play. Play how the team wants you to play. He's, you dingus. Terrible. He's He's terrible. He's terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going on the record here. Johan Larson is terrible. Yeah. He's the worst. How do they think, how do they protect him in the expansion draft? I don't understand. And you know what? I'm pretty sure I said I like him at the, in that first episode. Yes, I think you did. Mm-hmm. I think if, if I remember correctly, you called him a... Uh, what was I thinking? I liked Johan Larson, too, though, because oh. if you remember last season, he was good. Mm-hmm. He was a good player. He was had all those game-winning goals. I think in a lot of ways, Johan Larson is the epitome of what is bad about this team. He is just... He is the... the the walking clone of everybody who has come through he here. He is the, the spitting image of everything that is wrong, has been yeah. wrong with this team for the past seven years. Yep. Can't skate, can't score, takes too many penalties. Okay. Johan he played Larson. 80 games. Johan Larson, minus 30. Minus 30. That is astonishing. How are you minus 30? I know plus minus is a garbage stat, but how in... God's green earth, are you minus 30? That's it's, uh, Kyle Oposo, minus 34. That's nuts. When plus minuses are that high or that low, those are the ones that... That were that matters. That, those are the ones that matter yes. because clearly something's happening there. Johan Larson, second team in penalty minutes, 49. Jordan Nolan, 69 penalty minutes. In 69 games. How? How? Fights. I barely remember any fights this year. He took he took his fair share of fights. I'd say about three or four. But, yeah, I I don't get it. Why is Johan Larson still on this team? Only time will tell. I think he's a goner. But mm-hmm. now on Chad Johnson. Now yeah, I he's done. He's done. Got to get rid of he's him. He's not going to be on the team. Time to get rid of him. I, I don't think he's going to be here. I think we have nothing to worry about. But if they, of course, can facilitate a trade mm-hmm. to get a fifth or a sixth round pick for Johan Larson, by all means, go ahead. I don't think it's 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 going to happen. We were talking off the air about if you're an NHL GM, do you really see something in Nathan Beaulieu that'll that'll 
that'll you will give a third or second. Yes, round it's pick for. you go on cap friendly and uh, you see all these Sabres fans trading away, getting uh, trading Zach Bogosian, Yolan Larson, Nate Beaulieu for like draft picks. Like if you were in the other general manager's shoes, why would you trade? Anything of value, anything for these guys, mm-hmm. nothing. Like nope. maybe Bowley because you know he was a first round pick. He's still kind of young, but like Larson, even a fifth round pick. Like I wouldn't give up a fifth round pick for Yohan Larson. Like, Sabres give up a fifth round pick for Scott Wilson, mm-hmm. and there's clearly a difference between Scott Wilson and Yohan Larson. Scott Wilson is the kind of guy we need on this. We team. need. We need he another is Scott Wilson. a diamond in the rough. I love Scott Wilson. I love this man. He's such a good player. Like, it's he's not going to put up a lot of points. He's but not. He's kind of. He, he, but he's a good hockey. He reminds player. me of Will Carrier. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not going to take. Speed. Yep, he has speed. He, yeah. he hits. He's a physical guy. He's a little ball of fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like Scott. That's Wilson. I love that was a good Scott. pickup. Yes, it was. It was. Now I hope they can replace that fifth round pick. You know, maybe by trading Johan Larson mm-hmm. for all we know, but. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of Larson, he's going to play for Team Sweden at the World Championships. Good luck, Sweden. I don't know what's going through their mind that they would invite Johan Larson to play with them, but, you know, good luck, Sweden good luck to really, you, Sweden. Are they really that talent-deprived? Well, I know that they Ash, prob- you Asplund know. and Olofsson are on the fringe. Well, you know what? Half their team is on the Predators, and they're going to be playing <laughs> on, They're going to be playing in, well into May, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, okay, Chad Johnson. I didn't listen to what he said, but don't quote me on this, but I believe he said something along the lines of I regret signing here. <laughs> and he like I don't blame him though cuz like who's going to sign Chad Johnson now? Like mm-hmm. he he just ruined his career. Was Buffalo his only option? I'm sure there were other options for him. Like that's only your fault. Not- Chad Johnson was dreadful down the in the home stretch of this season, he was dreadful eighty-five percent of the season. Like if you, the stats speak for themselves. J- he was terrible this year. Chad Johnson has no right to talk about the play in front of him because right. he was garbage. Yeah, he was bad. Yes, he was very bad. And the goaltending could should have been better this year. I thought Leonard would have taken a step. I thought this was his worst season as a yeah. server. Mm-hmm. not by a lot, but you he know, he regressed. I think he regressed. He and certainly I don't think regressed. Robin, I don't think Robin Leonard will be on the team next year. Nope. I think he's gone. No, nope. he's. I thought because when they asked Bottrell about Leonard, he said uh, he's not going to get surgery for the. He doesn't need surgery for his injury. But he needs about a month to recover. Correct. Yeah, something that, like yeah. that. And he wasn't asked to go to play for Team Sweden. I don't know if that's because of his play this year or because of his injury. I guess it's probably because of his injury. Well, the, is Lundqvist going? Maybe I'm not sure. I haven't checked. Okay. But he said that Allmark is going to be one of the two goalies. And the fact that he said, oh, we don't know if Leonard is going to be here, that's just telling. I think they're going to try and trade Leonard for whatever you can get. And if they can't, I would not be surprised if they just release him and not qualify him and get the $4 million in cap space. Right. And I'd do it. I'd do it. And if they do, the Sabres have a lot of cap space, especially if they trade O'Reilly. Yeah. Like, if you look at their cap friendly, it's... Eichel, ten and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bogosian. Get that Molson. four million to put towards signing guys like Olafson and Asplund. Those guys who, don't even really count towards the cap though, because they're this entry is true. level contracts. But we'll get into this. We'll get into this. 
Maybe I mean, a, still, you add them, you sign a nice John Carlson. Mm. 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 But still, you sign those guys to rookie deals. That's almost two million dollars. You free up four million if they're on the team. Yeah, if they're on, if they they're don't on the count team. when they're in Rochester. But more on that later. Correct. Okay. Yes. Now yes. Eichel. Eichel. Jack Eichel. Now we go mm. well, rewind a year. Mm. Pouty kid wearing his Boston <laughs> University. Pouty kid wearing his Boston University hat mm. at the podium. Looking, I'm looking like he's on the verge of tears, giving one-word answers, not making eye contact with the media. Yes, perfect impression here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it seems like he's just matured so much right. over the course of the year. Yeah. This is our captain. Yeah. Oh, captain, my captain. Yes, yes. This is... Robin Williams. This is the um, next yes. captain of the Buffalo Sabres. Mm-hmm. And if, if you don't think that... Eichel's the next captain. I don't know what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that he's been saying, especially in locker room cleanup, the way he's carried himself over the course of the year, of course, you know, he's not always going to be mature. you got to be, you got to think, yeah, he's still a 21-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. But I like what I've seen from him. I like how he's grown as a human being mm-hmm. over the course of the year. Yeah. This is the next captain of the Buffalo Sabres. Unless, like, they sign John Tavares and, yeah. you know, something crazy like that happens. But I I, I feel like happen. there's still a group of people out there who think he hates Buffalo. And he doesn't. Do you think that? Yes. That's why it angers me because, like, he's never once said that. He never once – he's he's criticized the fans, but that was when he was a young kid. And even rightfully so. I mean, What did he say to criticize the fans? It was um it was a year ago. Remember when um they were booing? Oh, it was yeah. it, made, it was a headline thing. But I mean, you got to get his frustration. I mean, from if you let's say Joe, at your work, if you were the only person doing something, but the customer service as a whole sucked. Yeah. But yours is great. Mine's great. Yeah. Right. And if if you if you. If your whole staff got talked to because of that, wouldn't you feel a little angry because you're doing your part? That's what Jack Eichel is right now. He is, and you got to think too. He's an elite talent, Mm -hmm. and he's been wasted here. Yeah, three years, nothing. Mm -hmm. They finished in the bottom eight all three years that he's been here. Jack Eichel is stuck in the middle of this this travesty. And I think he's determined to turn this around, too. Mm-hmm. Similar how Nate McKinnon was mm-hmm. in Colorado. Right. Because if there's one player on this team who can pull a Nate McKinnon, it's Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Eichel, can, I can see him getting 90-plus points next year. Easily. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised at all. And if they want to turn around like Colorado, they're going to have to have guys step up. And he Eichel's absolutely can do it. It's just injuries. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to play. He's got to play. He can't have any freak accidents. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't say he's got to play as in, like, he's, he's got to power prone. through it. Yeah. I mean that we just he can't be getting injured. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to play for this to happen. And they got to build the depth up mm-hmm. so they can recover in the case where he does get injured, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know what the problem with our depth was this year is there was not enough flexibility with if things don't go right, we can move stuff around. Nothing really moved. Eichel played with, like, the same five guys yeah, all year long. Yeah, Pominville. And it sickens me when I see people say that Jason Pominville had a good season. Like, he was invisible 80% of the year. Yeah, he had how many, 15 goals? Yeah. But, like... 16, I think. Uh, yeah. Like like most of those came... All he scored of them in the last came, game of the year. All of them came when he was on with Eichel. 
pretty much, right? He pretty much scored all his goals on the power play or when he's with Eichel. In the beginning of the season yeah. and the end and of the season. And then he disappeared yeah. and then he came back towards the end. He picked made, it up like the final Maybe think, oh, maybe he can be on the team next year. But mm-hmm. I think if they want to be good next year, just sit him in the press box and play a young guy. Because Pominville is not fast enough, and he's not going to contribute if he's just on the fourth line. He's only going to be effective if he's with Eichel. Right. But I'd, I'd keep Pominville, mm-hmm. keep him in the locker room, mm-hmm. and then put him in when there's injuries. Yeah. If, I don't know, he's, good, I don't, he's not going to retire. I Probably not, right? No, no, he's he sounded, still. He sounded like he's coming back next oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not and not only anybody's trading for him either. No. $5.6 million? Uh, Nah. Nope. Okay, Jason Bottrell's press conference now. Now, to kick it off, he said, Housley will return 100%. I know it's going to make some people sad because people's impulse is to blame the coaching staff for everything and not look at the players. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's pretty clear that the players are just not talented enough. They're not fast enough. Mm-hmm. They don't have the heart. Yeah, I, that mm-hmm. says it all. Uh, so yeah, Housley's back. All Mark will be in Buffalo. You mentioned that earlier, and he said there's going to be changes. Mm-hmm. And I think Housley said this, but Bottrell might have said this too. They have to earn the fans' respect back. Mm-hmm. And I think he's Bottrell was angry. This is probably the angriest I've ever seen him mm-hmm. at a press conference. And I think because yeah, I think he's been in Pittsburgh for like the past ten years. Mm-hmm. And they're competing for Stanley Cups year in and year out. And he thought this team was going to be better. And they completely fell flat on their face and didn't look back. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that to see that attitude from Bottrell in that sense. Yeah. And I, I, I tweeted this. He cares. He clearly cares. He has a fire. He has a will. He has a desire to win. And it's got to be frustrating for him because he's got to... He's in charge of changing these guys' mindset. It, it falls on him. And, of course, Halsey's in there, of course. But you heard what he said about, I, I forget, it might have been Harrington who asked him what how what did he think of his his season-ending interviews. But he just said, quite frankly, they sucked. Did you hear that part? Mm. Did you watch it? Yes, you said yeah. uh, flat out it sucked. Mm-hmm. Flat out it sucked. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what that means. Does he mean because players were probably telling, saying how disappointed they were? Do, but I mean, does he mean he doesn't like the players' mindset going into next season? Are they content with how it is here, or does know. he mean that it if sucks? They're, the players that are content with losing, yeah, get them out of here. Or he does he mean that it he do, it sucks that this early in the season to I him? Think, I think that's what it you is. Think that's yeah. it. Yeah, he said nobody requested a trade. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I'm not surprised. Depending like, who it is, you... who, who are you? Samuels uh, Gergensen's requesting trade. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone's in the position to really threaten yeah. for a trade. But, mm-hmm. but I, I uh, just I had something, but I lost it. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I talked about O'Reilly. Even talked about. This. I even forgot to mention this earlier. But uh, he said that we're okay with losing, and I've played on bad teams in my life, and when you lose game in and game out every game you lose five out of six games every few weeks you become comfortable with it. yeah and you become okay with it because you know you just accept it right and that's i think that's a real thing now of course these are professional athletes 
and that shouldn't be happening. Mm. But come on, like th- this is just getting tiresome. Mm-hmm. I just want to see a good team for God's sakes. Yep. I put so much heart into this team over the past seven, eight years, mm-hmm. and what have they given us? Nothing. It's annoying. It, you know, ah. we we really, really need Pagula to come and say something. We need him mm-hmm. to say I, something. I would have liked him to say something, but what did he have to say? We can't have Botrell be his liaison. Like he needs. It he's doesn't matter not, what he has to say. That, he's just not that guy. He doesn't like talking to the media. You know? I know. But you can't change things, you know, being being passive like that. And, you know, Bottrell did say that Pagula was extremely, extremely angry. Yeah. yeah. And you can't blame him. But we got to see it, though. Mm-hmm. We got to see Terry Pagula address season ticket holders and tell us what is going to happen. Oh, we'll just see him in two years when they fire everybody again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then Bottrell also said they need to get more speed and skill on the wings, which I think is ironic because Jeff Merrick said on the 31 Thoughts podcast that Brady Kachuk is second on their draft list. So there's that. You, I don't know, Brady Kachuk, he's not he's not slow, and he's not not skilled. But if you look at the other wingers, uh, they have Kachuk above, like Andrei Svechnikov, Philip Zadina, Oliver Wallstrom. It's night and day. Mm-hmm. Those guys are faster and much more skilled. But we'll get into that later. Uh, a couple quotes from the big man, Jason Bottrell. When you finish where we are, you have to look at everything, and that means you're looking at changing up our core players. And, you know, when I ask the fans, like, would you trade O'Reilly? Would you trade Ristolainen? And they say no. Like, are you seriously going to ch- turn this ship around when you're only swapping out Jacob Josephson for Nick Baptiste for the full season? No. Mm-hmm. You need to make big changes. And that might have to be trading O'Reilly, Ristolainen, Reinhardt, Oposo, I don't know, at some point trading him if that's even possible. But, you know, you get the point. Yeah. Like, the changes need to be made. This team, they're not going to roll out a team next year with just swapping out the guys, like the Nolans of the world. With guys from Rochester, I don't think you're going from the pl- from 31st to playoffs like that. The pieces that are here are not enough. Yeah, yeah. And the- if you can, oh, ship out O'Reilly mm-hmm. and get four quality pieces back, you're changing the complexion of your team big time, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, if I'm, Montreal is a team that wants O'Reilly, I think that's Bob McKenzie said. We'll get into that in a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. Get that first round pick next year. Get it done. They're not going to trade you that top six pick mm-hmm. this year, but I think Mark Bergevin is a complete fool, and if he'll give you that 2019 first, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. You got to look at how many French Canadians do we have in our system, though. That might be. There's mm-hmm. always a French Canadian that Bergevin wants. Only Will Carrier was still here. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. shipping Benoit Pouliot's rights. Benoit Pouliot. There you there go. You That's go. what we were talking about. Now, I say Pouliot. I don't want people getting angry with me or whatnot, but that's just what I remember hearing, like, all my life is, I think of Jim Houston going, Pooyah! Like in the video game, like, mm-hmm. the pass to Pooyah! Or, who are some other guys? Not sure. Jim Houston. Jim Houston? Craig what Simpson? A, what a great guy. Okay, back yeah. to Bottrell, but... Back to Bob, yeah. He says, 
on the losing culture. Right now, we have a losing culture. We haven't won here, and it's up to Phil and I to work with our players to make sure we change the culture. And how are they going to change the culture? By changing the players. You can't just... You can't... A leopard's not going to change his spots. Right. That's the cliche. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Evander Kane, they probably think he was bad for their culture. And, you know, if they're right, they're right. But I really don't care. But was their culture fixed by trading Evander Kane? Maybe, maybe not. Was it improved? It could have been. Just, for the love of God... Let's make Stanley Cup and playoffs a part of this team's. They have a picture of the Stanley Cup in the. We locker do. Room. I I saw it. I saw a picture. They have some something with the Stanley Cup in the locker room. Good. I saw a picture. Let's make it part of our. That's what I was gonna say. To start saying it, start saying those words. Isn't and it it'll kind of ridiculous for this team to say the Stanley Cup at this point? It's not ridiculous. Okay, in the National Hockey League. It is not ridiculous at all. No, but for this, any team, this team, not at all. Step back, step back, step back. I to no. say, oh yeah, we want to win the Stanley Cup next year, and I want to win a million. It's I not at all. No way. No, that's really. not out. No, that's not out of the ordinary. If you dream it, you can achieve it. And this team doesn't dream it. They don't want it. They're not. Talented it's not the goal. Though. It's not the goal right now. Of course, it's the goal. We got to make. Well, but yeah, but I mean, it's. You gotta say it. You gotta say it to make it happen. Okay. You, you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. It. You're a team in the greatest hockey league in the world, probably the greatest sports league with the the greatest athletes, and you aren't even acknowledging your trophy. If you're one of the 31, you can do it. And we don't. To. You gotta acknowledge it. You gotta do it. I don't care where you're expecting me in the standings. Okay. We can move on. I see what you're saying. But before that press conference, Jason Bottrell was a little active. He signed mm-hmm. uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish centerman Andrew Ogilvy. You know, I didn't watch a lot of college hockey this year. I watched, I don't know, probably Notre Dame one or two times this year. Every time I've watched Notre Dame, Ogilvy has stunt, stuck out to me, especially last year when I was watching Cal Peterson. Mm-hmm. Ogilvy scores big goals. You know, I think he scored a big goal in one of the – Frozen four games as well. Right, he's a good player. Andrew Ogilvy is a very good player. He's twenty three. Mm-hmm. I think he has eighty one points in his last two college seasons. Been a point per game player. And he, I think this is yeah. a good signing. His last two seasons, he had very good numbers. I think they're combined. a leading point scorer in both seasons mm-hmm. as well. He's twenty three. He's kind of undersizing. He's five eleven, hundred eighty one pounds. But you know, we had another center to the organization. He's going to go to Rochester next year, but I think. It's kind of a C.J. Smith situation where full season in Rochester, maybe you're competing for a roster spot out of camp next year. Mm-hmm. So I like the signing. It kind of caught me off guard because, you know, they convinced him to come out of school. He was a junior. Yeah. So they did the same thing with C.J. Smith two years ago, right? It's, it's always fun. Last year. This, it was last year. This time of year is always fun when you're bringing in these college guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it caught me off guard, too, because I didn't think that – I thought they might have been done. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, – what's his name? Yeah, Chris Baker said that the Sabres are probably in on HV-71 defenseman Lawrence Pilot, Pilot mm-hmm. something like that. I expect if he is going to come over to North America, that'll happen soon. And don't forget about that Russian defenseman, uh, Vyacheslav Kislevich, something like that. I don't know if he's going to play for the Russians at the Worlds or not, but that's something to look out for. Mm-hmm. A couple of defensemen that the Sabres might be eyeing up. Mm-hmm. 
And then if you look at double IHF World Championships that are coming up, uh, a couple Sabres will be representing their countries. Casey Middlestat will be playing for Team USA. Eichel will not play. Of course, he was asked to play, but he will not because of you know rehabbing the ankle, mm-hmm. getting a good offseason and with that. Ryan O'Reilly will play for Canada. Of course, he played last year, and he was fantastic. I remember watching that and saying, wow, Ryan O'Reilly's going to have a breakout season this year, mm-hmm. and he did the exact opposite. Uh, Johan Larsson, as mentioned earlier, will play for Team Sweden. Also, potentially joining them for Team Sweden will be Rasmus Asplund and Victor Olofsson, who are both picking up some points in pre-tournament play as well. So that's something to look out for. Mm-hmm. Now, on to Ryan O'Reilly. Of course, some more rumors. I, of course, we we love the 31 Thoughts podcast here. Of course, definitely check it out. Elliot Friedman, Jeff Merrick, they do a great job. They've been doing it for well, a couple months now. Definitely worth a listen. Check them out on iTunes. Elliot Friedman said that he wonders if the rumors will kick up with Ryan O'Reilly again now that, you know, with the comments about him not loving the game anymore. And Jeremy White, he said around the deadline that his source, like he's got this guy that tells him Sabres information, he's always right. He got the Tim Murray and Bilesma firings right a year ago. That's coming up now. Yeah. The anniversary of the Day of Reckoning. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I said it earlier, O'Reilly's a dead man walking. I just do not see how he's going to, maybe he'll start the season out here next year, but I think he's not going to be here much longer. Mm-hmm. And I think he will get traded. Mm-hmm. I think he's. What do you? Do you think he, they'll trade him? I, don't I know. think he's. I, yeah, he's he's gone. Because he's, he's not going to make it out of this contract. Because Bottrell, he said with Shope and the Bulldog a couple months ago that they are not trading Ryan O'Reilly. And Jeremy White said that the Sabers were t- entertaining offers for him at the deadline, but mm-hmm. no team was willing to pony up the picks. Right. And he speculated that it was multiple first round picks that was the asking. We know Big Baller Bottrell wants those first round picks. Mm-hmm. And. Uh. You know, I think people have speculated St. Louis because, remember, they got that first-round pick for Stastny. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I wonder if they're going to trade it. Uh, I think, I don't know, it's, don't count St. Louis out because they, they don't have centers, mm-hmm. legit centers. And I think O'Reilly's a fit there. They got the cap space. If they miss out on John Tavares, mm-hmm. look at the St. Louis Blues as a potential off, a team to offer up for O'Reilly. And also on the other side of the coin, New York Islanders, Mm-hmm. If they lose John Tavares, maybe they make a strong pitch for Ryan O'Reilly. Of course, they do have two first-round picks, two second-round picks, young defensemen, and good young forward prospects. So that that might be a fit. Mm-hmm. And then Bob McKenzie today, I think he was on TSN Radio, he was talking about Ryan O'Reilly. I'm going to try and find the comments here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, just by merit of... O'Reilly saying something controversial, of course there's going to be stuff popping up about. Mm-hmm. The rumors are going to be flying all over the place, no doubt about it, just because if it's said, it'll happen in the in the media world. So, yeah, no doubt about it. I'm sure there, there's more teams that we just aren't thinking of, perhaps, for O'Reilly. What do you think about Toronto? I would not trade him You want to do that? Absolutely not. That's the only, they, they might need a guy like him, but it's just, do you want to do that within your division or not? And I don't think we do. I don't think they do need a guy like him because their center depth is pretty strong. I mean, because Nylander's been playing center for them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of course, they have Austin Matthews. They have Nazem Kadri, who's arguably better than O'Reilly. And he's got 
like he's gonna pay like four and a half million dollars for the next six years, right? Which is probably one of the best contracts in the league. Mm-hmm. How about a team like LA? LA would be a team oh, yeah. that I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know mm-hmm. if they can fit it into their cap situation, but a guy from LA, if you can get him, is Gabe Velarde. I know you like mm-hmm. Gabe Velarde. Oh yes, a lot. I do. Oh, but yes. I don't know if I don't think they'd trade him though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. And this article, FanRag Sports, uh, from Chris Nichols, Bob McKenzie says, O'Reilly would be a godsend to the Montreal Canadiens. An absolute godsend. Ooh, baby. So I'm going to pull out some of the quotes here. Get the burner. This comes from Ray Ferraro. He said, one player I would look at right now, given his comments, I would assume he would be on the trade block is Ryan O'Reilly. <clears throat> that comes from Ray Ferraro, TSN. I could, I, I think I heard that in his voice when you read that. <laughs> Uh, he's a really good player. He's a better centerman than Montreal has. He's not necessarily number one. He's probably number two. He takes over 2,000 faceoffs. He gets 50 points. He's a penalty killer. He's a power play guy. You know, you can fluff up O'Reilly. Right. Like, we oh, all yeah. know Ryan O'Reilly's not this elite talent that he's not a transcendent, make him out a transcendent be. being. But you can fluff him up with, mm-hmm. oh, the faceoffs, the penalty killer, right. the power play. He is an elite points. faceoff guy. He's yeah, he, top five. He broke the record yeah. this year, did he not? Yeah. No, I feel like nobody's talked about that. And that I, who's saying, I think this, is, this might still be Ray Ferraro here. I think, yeah, it is. He said, I would explore Ryan O'Reilly, so he would play in a role that you might think that you might think he might be able to produce a little bit more offense. And maybe that's true. Because, mm-hmm. like, this, if O'Reilly's playing number one center minutes and he's playing with, I don't know, you got Drew and Galchenyuk on your wings, he's gonna, point production is going to mm-hmm. go up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think point production will go up for Eichel, too, if he's getting more minutes. Right. If, I, if O'Reilly's traded. Uh, and as we're speaking right now, Darren Dreger is on with the instigators, so hopefully he'll have something on O'Reilly, if anything at all. Uh, this is an example of a player just off the top of my head that I would look at in regards to the Montreal Canadiens from Ray Ferraro. And this, this comes from Bob McKenzie. Quite aside from his comments, he was one of the guys I think they were thinking about trading anyways in regards to Buffalo. And listen, they know Ryan O'Reilly is a good centerman in the NHL. He's one of the best face-off men. It's remarkable that he plays a shutdown role and gets two pen- two minutes in penalties over the course of the year, he may win the Lady Bing Trophy this year, or certainly one of the top candidates. And that's, you know, he took a penalty in the tenth game of the season. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Mike Shope was talking about that on WGR the other day. That's that's crazy. Yeah, played in eighty games. I want to say he played eighty games. Let me check. Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly played eighty-one games, two penalty minutes, in a coincidental. Game against, yeah, he took coincidental minor against Detroit. Mm-hmm. But Jason Bottle is is real angry about the way the year went in Buffalo, and they do, and they do have an unbelievable culture of losing in Buffalo. And <laughs> and O'Reilly's been a part of that. So Bob McKenzie thinks that O'Reilly is contributing to the losing culture, and he addressed that. And said that yes, being a part of that culture, losing at times. To paraphrase him, he probably played like a loser at times. Even though a lot of games he played, he played quite well and still played hard, and what have you. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they're looking at making change, and in order to facilitate that change, I mean, you can't just take guys that are good or deep into your lineup and say we're going to move those guys 
and that's going to change your culture. Is that? Yeah, I think that's he's talking about the Jordan Nolans, mm-hmm. th- those guys. Yeah, Benoit Pouliot. So I think they're looking at their options. It is in regards to the guy with Ryan O'Reilly. They're obviously not going to give him away, and the rationale for trading him is that it would have to be a shake things up, but not be a bag of magic beans that just just to say you made a move or that you move the guy out. So, mm-hmm. of course, they're not going to give him away. They're going to get can back for him. And there's, I think there's going to be a bidding war for him. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. If we make it known. Yeah, and I think yeah. they will make it known. I, it's, I have a feeling it's going to be like the P.K. Subban situation where they're not going to trade. He's not going to say, oh, we're not trading Ryan O'Reilly. But, you know, they can change his mind with, mm-hmm. you know, if the offer is good enough, he's going to take it. Mm-hmm. Botterill's not a fool. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's all that has to be said mm-hmm. out of that conversation with Bob McKenzie. But yeah, if they trick, I think he's gone. Probably maybe at the draft. I would let. Lo- I would love to see this team get another first round pick. It would I, come. I love this draft. It would come full circle if he's traded at the draft mm-hmm. again. Traded right after our second overall pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Okay, and we mentioned this earlier. Jeff Merrick on 31 Thoughts Podcast said that Kachuk is still second on the Sabres draft board. Mm-hmm. That just scares me. Yeah. I really love Andrei Svechnikov, and if the Sabres have the luxury of picking second overall and they pick Brady Kachuk, mm-hmm. I'm going to jump out a window. Andrei Svechnikov is an elite goal scorer. Right. Think, I think it might be a stretch to compare him to Patrick Laine, but he's the next best thing. Right. He's an elite sniper. Philip Zadina, an elite sniper. Zadina, oh yes. And oh, I yes. get that Kachuk has good character and he's tough, but he's I, he's nowhere close to those guys. No. Not at he's all. He's not... Come on now. He's not second round or second, 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 overall, second overall pick. It's serial. ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Right. I just... Because it sounds like it's either going to be Rasmus Dahlin... Or Brady Kachuk uh-huh. for the Sabres. Because if they do have him second overall, they're just going to either trade down or take him. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they pick first, of course, they're going to be Rasmus Dahlin. And if they drop down to four, Brady Kachuk is probably still going to be there. So start getting comfortable with Rasmus Dahlin and Brady Kachuk being Buffalo Sabres. <sighs> oh. Oh, and I like man. Brady Kachuk. I, I really like Brady Kachuk. I like him a lot. But, but you can't leave all those other guys on the board. You can't do that. If you are if you really want Brady uh, Kachuk, trade down. Yeah. If you, you want him that badly, trade down and get assets. Yeah. Trade down from two to, I don't know, four or five. Maybe I was six. thinking four or five. I think five five would be ideal. I think he'll still be there. Mm-hmm. Well, four, I think. Four would be the four safe would be bet. If they really want him, trade down to four. And then, Okay. But, of course, the big talk, especially with the playoffs starting now, is can the Sabres be the next Colorado Avalanche? Right. And what do you think? Do you think they can make a uh, miraculous turnaround like boy. that? Boy. Uh, uh, right I now, I say no. No. I'm not, I mean, no, no. It's a, it's a hard no for me now that I think about it. No, there's nothing to that make us. It's there's nothing to make us think that. Okay, there's there's nothing. 
And I know there was nothing for the Avalanche, but this is the Buffalo Sabres. That stuff doesn't happen. Yes. It doesn't happen. It doesn't, it's not, and it's not going to. Ask me again when these supposed changes are made. Yeah, yeah. Because, look, Semyon Varlamov made, like, a miraculous turnaround. Jonathan Bernier came out of nowhere and was good for them. Right. Nate McKinnon, like, turned around his career and becoming a franchise centerman. Right. Miko Rantanen was just lights out 84 points. Yeah, see, because the Avalanche also had guys that came up this year. They made trades, bringing in Gerard. Sam Gerard. Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. I love Sam Gerard. I yeah, really wanted him. Yeah. Draft year. They, they 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 had a deeper prospect pool than us, and they and they, they, they got a what's his name Alex Kerfoot. Alex Kerfoot, Alex Kerfoot. came out of nowhere. Yakupov played well. JT Comfer is a month out. Is it is it Comfer who I'm thinking of? Yeah, Comfer. yeah. He's come out of nowhere. AJ Greer has played games yep, for them. Yep, too. AJ Greer part of the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So second round picks, I believe. So there's a lot. There's a whole lot more to the Avalanche situation than just they were bad last year and came out of nowhere. No, last year was a fluke. If you if you look at the guys they have, they had an NHL team. They mm-hmm. weren't just some pathetic team. Uh, it, was, it was a fluke. They Something just happened. But I think the people who say that just aren't looking deep enough into it. That In addition they have to a, subtraction as well, Matt Duchesne. Yeah, Matt Duchesne was gone. They have a prospect pool that came up. So... It's it's no it's 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 no phenomenon that this team is good. They're supposed to be a playoff team last year. Yeah, they're supposed to be at least around the playoffs. Right, right. I don't think anybody thought. Yeah, nobody thought Colorado was gonna be that bad. No, no, and not their at defense all. is still pretty bad too. Right, and stuff like that happens in sports. Good teams have bad years, and it's it. It was no surprise to me that the Avalanche were good this year. It it just wasn't. Yeah, cause I think it was Pierre LeBron. He said that. The bad teams are never that far away, and the good teams are never that far away from being right. bad. Right. Like it's all overblown. Look at the Blackhawks. The black. I saw this coming from the Blackhawks. I. I don't. I just don't see it. I think they're going to be bottom five next year. I don't see a turnaround. I don't see a turnaround either. I don't. I. I don't know what it is, but they don't have it anymore. Yeah. They just don't have it. It's maybe they're just facing the same thing the Kings had a couple years ago. True. That's true. Possibly. Could be. Mm-hmm. And in regards to, I think we've said it a couple times, but like, Matthew Shane getting traded made them better. Right. Poisoning the culture in the locker room. Mm-hmm. People are saying the same thing about Ryan O'Reilly. Do the Sabres get better when they trade Ryan O'Reilly? Maybe. Maybe. We'll leave it off there. All we can say is maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we'll leave it off there. Yeah. If you enjoyed, subscribe to us on iTunes. Yes. Follow us on SoundCloud, Charging Buffalo Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at JoeTCBNHL. Follow Luke on Twitter at LVKETCB. And we'll see you next week, most likely. Hopefully some news, more trade rumors. Yep. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening.